This is the Negro League Podcast with Preach Jones. Thank you guys for listening. We're sponsored by Mo Better Soul Clothing. Go to MoBetterSoul.BigCartel.com. Enter code NEGRO to save 10% on your next order. And we're also sponsored by Down East Records. Go to DownEastRecords.com or Down East Records on all the social medias. Enter code NEGRO to save 10% on your next order. Please order some shit. Goddamn, order some shit from Mo Better Soul because uh, it's been a few weeks since I've done the pod. I was uh, in San Francisco. Uh, shout out to Doug Infinite Shout out to the homies out there Shout out to Davey D Which I need to get you on here Because I know we talked about it And I just didn't hit you back Because it got really fucking crazy But um and, and yes I was back before everything started popping off With the With the With the Rona <laughs> With the Tenderoni Um Shit is really really insane right now So it's It's been a while Um And for the giggers out there Not the niggers <laughs> That's what I would usually say right Not the coons But um to the gig life people, right? To the to the DJs, to the artists, to the the visual artists, to the fucking bartenders, people that depend on, uh, you know, getting paid uh, per event and all that good stuff. I know it's been a ridiculous uh, few weeks. Um, that's ahead, or a few months that's ahead. I've had several DJ gigs that were canceled. You know, I work part time at a motherfucking record store and we're closing up um, until further notice. And, you know, I, I ain't got I ain't getting paid. <laughs> you know, there's no um, there's no uh, no insurance plan for any of this stuff, you know. But. um, Yeah, I think that's just where we at right now. So everybody is like told to stay home, you know, um, shout out to the chicks out there that. Uh, have the OnlyFans page for free, uh, the premium shit for free, because they know niggas is struggling right now. So we appreciate y'all. Y'all the real motherfucking heroes. Um, I don't know how much Pornhub we can watch. I'm definitely going to try to figure out. Um, but what do you do when you're done with all that? What do you do <laughs> when you, well, you just done rubbing it out, right? <laughs> then at some point you have to look at this shit, this quarantining as as kind of a weird opportunity and i say a weird opportunity because hey it's it's an opportunity to finish these books that i've been wanting to read it's an opportunity to write more it's an opportunity to do a motherfucking podcast that's why i'm I'm mad that i slacked the majority of the week but let's be honest grocery stores ain't had no motherfucking food in them so the only bread you can probably find is bagels and and english muffins and that's all um a nigga had to eat lately right so all the starches, all the carbs, everything. Like you can't really calorie count when all the gyms are shut the fuck down, right? So it's like between that, between credit card bills, between gigs being canceled, it's just going to be a ridiculous few weeks. Um, fuck the president, uh, who really, really dropped the ball on a lot of this stuff. And and I've been writing about it. Like I wrote about it uh, for a publication here. And and I'm gonna get on this for a little bit until I get into the shits with the hip hop stuff which I got some shits and I'm sorry that the homies that wanted to sit in 
and do a pod about like the J Elect album. We ain't get a chance to do it, but I got some thoughts on that too. But it's like, you know, I wrote a column about the governor in South Carolina and I think maybe March 11th, he was doing this press conference and he was just so nonchalant about it. And he was like, you know, just wash your hands. Uh, make sure that you cough in the tissue. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just this real, this real condescending redneck talk shit where it's basically like, you know, oh, that's all y'all got to do is wash your hands and that's it. And he was planning to go to um, events that had thousands of people. He was going to go to like a, he was going to go to a, a St. Paddy's event, um, you know, and just kind of like, hey, I'm not really paying attention to the virus at all. And the reason why he did that is because, you know, when you look at leadership on up with the president and how he kind of just treated it like, oh, you know, when the warmer months come, it'll disappear like a miracle. Right. And, and he's doing like press conferences saying, oh, we have tests. We have enough tests for whoever want them. And the tests are beautiful. Like before I get to the governor, let's just say that. When it comes to Donald Trump, it's the most racist shit to have him as the president. And I say this knowing that there's going to be some white people that's basically like, oh, well, I voted for Obama, you know, and they probably voted for Trump. And they try to be like, oh, well, I'm not racist because I voted for Obama. I still don't believe in that argument. Right. Because think about this. I mean, just just think about it. You can still be racist and vote for Obama. You can still be racist and uh, say that you're not racist because you supported Obama. I'm going to tell you why. Look at what Obama had to be in order to get elected. That's the racism there. That's the racism right there. Is that in order for this black man to get elected, he had to be the squeakiest, cleanest motherfucker you will ever find. Like, like the biggest thing that came out is they said that his, his Twitter account is following a fucking porn star. There was zero stories that came out while he was in office eight years there was never a scandal and let's be honest if the GOP was smart you know you know what I'd be doing I'd be trying to send bitches to fuck them and try to entrap them if you're really trying to fuck up this black president and and get them out the paint I can imagine (laughs) I can imagine like the attempts for them to try to like fuck up his legacy and I tell people this all the time This is when I knew Obama was going to get elected. When it was getting closer and closer, and all they had was, "Well, show us your birth certificate, nigger." I was like, "Oh, he's getting, he's he's president." Because if that's all you got, then there's no dirt on him. That's how I feel. Like, and it's been shit. It's been four or five years since he's been out of office. It's like there's no dirt. It would have came out by now. And I can't wait to read that book that whatever he writes, if he just drops all those bombs. But but that's the racist part about it is that in order for a black man to get to this position. He had to be the best in all of us. He had to be the best in all of us. And for Trump to get into this position, he just had to be rich and white. That's it. When he disbands federal organizations that are supposed to protect us from shit like this. And on top of that, he's nonchalant about it. We're we're behind the curve, and and it's it's there's gonna be a number of people that die that it's on his head. It's on his head directly. And for for white folks to think this guy was gonna be a good president or should be worthy of president, let's let's just let's just say this out loud. 
the man that hosted a reality TV show is the president of the United States. That is the dumbest sounding shit I've ever heard in my life. When you say it out loud, it just sounds dumb. And people can try to talk about Reagan and me not being a Reagan fan. Before Reagan became president, God bless him, he was the governor of California for a while. He had his hand in politics for a while. It wasn't like he just <laughs> got off a movie set and galloped into the White House. So when you look at it from that perspective, to have Donald Trump try to navigate us through a crisis is like me needing urgent care and the only person I can ask to drive me to the hospital is Stevie Wonder. I'll take those odds over Donald Trump. Now, we go back to our governor. It was, the, the column I wrote was just basically talking about the shitty leadership of, of being nonchalant about this and all that nonchalantness just trickles down because everybody's like, oh, it's no big deal and they're out in these streets, you know, working at a record store part-time. It's like, you know, people coming in, they're coughing, they're not, you know, wh- why the fuck you at a record store anyway? Take your ass home, <laughs> right? But, I would say that there was this article about Rudy Gobert and they were calling him (laughs) the idiot hero that saved the day because if he wasn't so, uh, if he wasn't so reckless, um, I don't think, I don't think the trickle down effect wouldn't have happened. Right. It's like, as soon as the first player is, is seen to have contracted the virus, the NBA shuts everything down. And, the NCAA shut it down kind of was they were shamed into it because they were still trying to do these motherfucking games you know what I mean because it's like I don't know if it's a billion dollars or not the March Madness brings they weren't going to cancel that shit without a fight but they were shamed into shutting it down right so all this stuff kind of happened because of the Rudy Gobert thing it's also the argument that people are getting frustrated that um these NBA players and these celebrities are getting access to this testing and regular common folks can't do it there's a guy that comes to the record store here that uh did this facebook post talking about all the stuff he was going through while he was in st louis and he had flu-like symptoms and he wasn't feeling very well he tries to go to hospital and he's waiting 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 probably eight to twelve hours they have him separated he still can't get a test they're saying that hey only people that are getting the tests are people that are uh, very very critically sick and told him hey go back to your hotel don't fly stay here so there's that concern of people dealing with um artificial lows artificial numbers where we try to say oh we don't have that many people with the virus blah 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 well how the fuck do we know because we don't have the test so when trump says though we have enough tests for the people that need them and the tests are beautiful that's a lie plus how to text how to fuck a test beautiful it's fucking stupid it's a fucking stupid situation it's like man y'all did this (laughs) <laughs> it's like if y'all voted for Trump, y'all did this. Y'all y'all are all responsible for this too. Like is the dumbest shit in the world. The dumbest shit. A reality TV host. That'd be the re- that'd be the equivalency of having who's a black reality TV host? Nick Cannon? Y'all gonna y'all gonna have Nick Cannon as president? Y'all gonna have Wayne Brady as president? Get the fuck out of here, man. So all that's frustrating. There's no sports. Goddamn, ESPN has to probably give Tom Brady a big kiss because uh, two days ago he announced that he's officially going to Tampa Bay, TB and TB, 
Um, so now they're gonna milk this shit. It was like, who's more responsible for the six Super Bowls? Is it Bill Belichick or Tom Brady? I'm so sick of this shit. But I know they're excited because man, oh man, seeing all these motherfuckers try to like have a two hour TV show to talk about sports that's not going on. I don't know what you do with that. 2020 has been a really crazy year, man. Like we done lost Kobe. We done have we got Dorona. And the NBA's been through some shit. Like like, you know, um Daryl Morey from the Houston Rockets got, got in some shit for talking all this stuff about China while they was out there. You got Kobe dying. You have uh David Stern passing away and now this. So and I also said in the column, as far as like leadership is concerned, Adam Silver has been really fucking great with how he handled it and how swiftly he handled it. And that was what I was saying before about people getting really frustrated about these players getting these tests. I understand that frustration because they're saying that the the public that needs it can't get the test. But I also feel um, that that's the failure on the federal government as well, right? Like we could have had tests, we could have had a lot of them sent here, but. For whatever reason it was, and I know kind of you can kind of suspect what the reason is the shallow is somebody like Trump where he's like, Oh, the more tests we order, then the more people are gonna be diagnosed with it and it's gonna look worse for me in an election year. And I I don't know what happens with all this, but at some point I think uh people need to be prosecuted. I think that it needs to be uh the end of Mississippi burning. You know, I remember that shit where it's like everybody's walking out the the, the courtroom and on the screen, it has like all the years that all these motherfuckers got. That's what needs to happen. So, if y'all if y'all at the house, eat your carbs. You know, <laughs> jerk off as much as you want. Try something different. Do 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 with the opposite hand. Use use your feet. Who cares? Like just try it out. <laughs> Go watch us. If y'all haven't seen this shit, I forgot this guy's name, but uh, this is a white dude that be like. He has like a drum machine and a microphone and he be changing his voices up and he has a song called uh, Quarantine Fucking. <laughs> Yo, let me see if I can play this shit on my phone, man. This is the greatest shit ever. Do I have my, my Bluetooth speaker in this motherfucker? Where is this shit at? Hold on. Oh my God. It's pretty brilliant. Let me see if I can play this shit loud enough. Yo, yo. All right, this dude's name is Mark Rebillet, R-E-B-I-L-L-E-T. The song is called uh, Two Girls, One Quarantine. <laughs> yo, please check that shit out, man. Jesus Christ. Um. Also, 2020 is being such a ridiculous, crazy fucking year. Jay Electronica puts a project out, and... I guess, yeah, we're about a weekend. It came out a week ago. So, me and the homies wanted to say something right away. I'm kind of glad I didn't because I wanted to sit on it just a little bit. Um, for both ways, right? Because it's like, 
all my homies are like, oh my gosh, this is so great, and blah, 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 this, this, and that. And I understand that, right? Because it's like, you've been waiting so fucking long that we get excited about it. And and, and it's basically a song, uh, album with him and Hove on it. So they're basically... <laughs> they're doing watch the kufi you know what i mean like like everything's nation of islam everything is like a bunch of like arabic words that we can't <laughs> we can't pronounce right and um and you get over the initial response of it right like the first the first thoughts go through my head like anything i was joking with my homie i was like yo we just need to have a farrakhan album with with just beats over Farrakhan speeches and shit. Like, like there's nothing more gangster and hardcore than that. Like it's, it's that guy is the sound bite master. Like you can put that shit at the beginning of every record and you just want to run through a fucking window. Right. Like, like Freddie Gibbs, uh, um, what's my song called? Oh my gosh. What's the joint called? Extradite. This shit with black thought. And at the end with like the fair fan, get the fuck out of here, man. That shit is insane. Side note, um, rest in peace to to uh, the Instagram account of Freddie Gibbs. He just got banned. If y'all followed Freddie Gibbs' account, y'all know why he got banned, but it was the greatest shit ever. Like, that nigga did not give a fuck. <laughs> but but the way the JLA album starts, it's a Farrakhan speech, and then the first actual song that it gets into, um, my thoughts on it, when I first heard it, after I kind of got over the fact that I'm like, okay, okay, it, it's starting. The Ghost of Soldier Slim record. It's probably my favorite record on the project. Um, the first voice on it is Jay-Z. Not Jay Electronica, but Jay-Z, right? And I, that part of it was kind of weird for me because I'm like, this is Jay Electronica's project. We've been waiting on it for a decade. Zip C came out in 2010, 2009, depending on when you first heard it. It's been 10 years, yo. So... It just felt weird to have Jay-Z as the first voice in the project, but I digress. So they go back and forth in this one. The next record is uh, The Blinding with Travis Scott, and that's probably my second favorite record on there. Um, And this cool stuff you get, you get, um, you get, you get stuff with uh, the Alchemist record and blah, 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 blah. But my, my thing about it is, I feel a way with Jay being the first voice because Jay Jay Z was rapping circles on him, and that's not a diss per se. Like, cause Jay Electronica can rap, we get it, but Jay Z was really you can kind of feel like he was he was on another one on this one, right? Um, my complaint is if it takes over ten years to put a product out then why put out a product that you just recorded in 40 days? None of that made any sense to me. You know what I'm saying? That's like a, it's like a bitch waiting, waiting to fuck when she's married and she's like 40. And then she decides to give the pussy up, you know, on a one night standing because she's some dude she met at a bar at that point. Why don't you wait till you're married? <laughs> like if you waited that fucking long, then do it the right way. Right? So, it felt rushed. It felt incoherent. It felt awkward. The mixing of it was really bad. It did not sound good. I'm talking about like sonically. And 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 you know, listen, we're hip hop dudes, right? So it's like our ears are calibrated for something not sounding polished. You know, especially if it's not intended. If it's intended to be that way, like purposely 
muddy or whatever. Like, you know, like I'm playing back uh, Wu-Tang's 36 Chambers. That was a terribly, terrible sounding album sonically, but it was the right sound for that album, if that makes any sense, right? Like, you know, it's not, 36 Chambers is not playing The Chronic. Like, The Chronic, to this day, like, it's probably one of the best sounding albums, regardless of genre, I don't give a fuck. That shit is the most crispiest, on point, best sounding, mix and mastered album that I've ever heard, right? Um, the mixing and mastering of this does not sound right. It sounds like a lot of records too weighed. And and I, I don't know. Like I just I just have my thoughts on the J Electronica shit where it's like I I compare it to D'Angelo, right? Where in Questlove, one of Questlove's books, he was talking about like when D'Angelo like basically just disappeared. Like it was between Voodoo and Black Messiah, it was fourteen years. And I had empathy for D'Angelo or sympathy for for D'Angelo because he was just a dude that wanted to do music, right? Like if you think about it, like his first two albums changed the genre two times. Like Brown Sugar was an incredible record, um, and you know he was braided up, had the Timberland boots on, he's smoking weed, and it's like it made like hip hop niggas be like, oh shit, I can listen, I can listen to this shit. All right, let's go, right? And then Voodoo is probably my favorite album of all time, where it's just it's amazing soulful um experience you don't listen to voodoo you experience voodoo and quest was talking about like in the book how he wants to play these records and bitches to be like take your clothes off at the shows or whatever that and you know d'angelo like was like man I'm, here i am putting out some of this ridiculous music and all y'all bitches can do is say shit like this so it fucks with you and i get it you know when you really sensitive about your stuff i get it but then i also and this is just me hypothesizing. It's like, what do you do when you reach that mountaintop like that, right? If you're that insecure, that shit can be crippling because you're like, what the fuck am I going to do better than this? I can see that. I can see that dealing with, with D'Angelo and Voodoo where every time we think he's going to put something out, you're like, man, this shit got to be better than this. You got to meet it or beat it. It got to be as dope as the last shit that I did or better, Right? Like, so I can see how you're paralyzed by that. And and that's where my theory with Black Messiah came from, right? It's like, I remember my homie hit me up and he was like, yo, D'Angelo got an album coming out. I'm like, when? He was like, this week. And it just came out of nowhere, right? There was no, there was no heavy promotion. There was no, it's like, this is like the days before, like Beyonce started dropping albums out of the fucking blue. You know what I'm saying? Like, this was just like, I think I heard them mention the album was coming out like on a Thursday and it was out by that Sunday morning, something like that, or that Sunday night. My theory for that is when you're an artist, you just want to create. And I think D'Angelo felt like if we try to do this whole fucking campaign to help market and promote this shit and create this entire uh, 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 wave of people uh, building up this anticipation and all this type of shit, I think it would have driven him crazy, especially if you're nervous. Like, man, what if they don't like it? So in his mind, he's like, what if I, if I just put this shit out, if the people don't like it, I at least got an opportunity to put my shit out. Like, that's what I need to do. I need to, I need to, as an artist, be able to create. I don't need all the hype and drama associated with it. So I understand, like, I remember when I was younger, you, you would meet like an artist that you're a big fan of and you'd be like, oh, I have this relationship with this, this guy. 
let me talk to him about bringing him for a show. And like, ah, I talked to my manager. And and when I was younger, you thought niggas was trying to, you know, ig you and be like, ah. But I realized that as I got older, like, you need to do that, right? Because if you're an artist, goddamn, if I can just do the art, I'm good. It's when you have to wear all those other hats as things get get compromised. So I definitely understand that, right? So I so I say this, this is my theory about the J Electronica shit. Exhibit C was the worst thing that could have happened to him. Because and, and this is me hypothesizing again. Like, uh, who knows? Who the fuck am I? Right? When you put a record out like Exhibit C, then all of a sudden the pressure of the in the industry of the hip hop niggas, the independent niggas, the underground niggas, you know what I'm saying? All that pressure is just thrown on him. All of a sudden, it's like, yo, he's the next one. Yo. And it was Nas S, right? Because it was like when Exhibit Z came out, Z, Exhibit C came out, and Exhibit A for that matter, it's like it felt kind of Illmatic-y, right? Because after Nas did Barbecue, Illmatic, everybody wanted, to, everybody wanted to bless the album. Everybody broke their necks to give him shit. I mean, think think about this. His debut album, Nas had Primo, Q-Tip, Large Professor, Pete Rock. <laughs> I mean, I'm just sticking off the top of my head. But it's like, who who gets that kind of treatment, their first album? And it's like they knew that he was that, that talented, that they wanted to show their ass, and they all showed their ass on that record. So after Exhibit C, it's like, yo, whoever the fuck... Jay Elect want to do a record with he can do a record with him and my theory is ever since then there were things that he put out that he was trying to do a, a temperature check and people just wasn't fucking with it right because he put out like a record with Mob Deep and we really wasn't fucking with it he did a record with um what's another one he did I can't remember, but he did, and it's another complaint that I got about album. He did the shiny suit theory with Jay Z. I didn't like it when it came out. That record came out ten years ago. Then they put that shit on the album. Why are you putting this ten year old song on this motherfucking album? If you're gonna do that, put Exhibit C on. Fuck it, right? But I didn't like that record when it came out. Um, then you know he had a couple of of um, of features that he did. I'll probably say my favorite feature that he did in that time span was that uh, the Reflection Eternal record that had. Now mind you. That was the first time I heard J. Cole, too. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, but ever since then, it was like, ah, okay. Oh, he got, who remembers J. Electronica had a verse on Control? (laughs) Right? After Kendrick did his thing on there, everybody everybody got mad, or he got mad at everybody about that shit. He's like, I think I got the best verse, which he's supposed to feel that way. You know, you're an MC, you're supposed to feel that way. Fuck it. But, But I feel like it was crippling. I feel like, it was the conversations that I was having on a friend of mine about Cardi B where I was just like, yo, I think that they don't know what to do with Cardi right now because she put out a couple of records and they're not doing anything and they're trying to see what a pop. And that's why we haven't heard anything from Cardi for a while. I mean, you know, she want to raise a kid, like do your thing, go for it. You know, um, it always feels like the industry is like, we can only do one girl at a time. Right. Cause it was kind of like 2019 was half, have Lizzo, half half make the stallion, and it's like, all right, your turn. It's like it's just kind of funny, but like, but yeah, but yeah, I I think that he got into his 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 own brain about that shit. Like, yo, I can't do this. I can't put this out. I can't put this out. 
And there was like a timeline of the many times that they said he was putting the record out. And it just never happened. So my, my, my thing is, what happened to that album? Because there was years ago when Jay-Z said, I was listening to the album. But the shit they put out was the stuff they recorded in 40 days recently. So theoretically, is there an album out there somewhere? The other thing about this album, there's no Just Blaze on any of this shit. Which, that feels weird. You know? I gotta have some sympathy for, for Just Blaze too. Because <laughs> all this shit, man. Between Saigon and Just Blaze... Those are two people that you just knew the shit was going to pop off for them, right? Because there was that shit with uh, the Saigon album that just never was released because of all the sample clearances that never got cleared. And then eventually when they released it, there's a really dope fucking album, but it just came out too late. You know what I'm saying? So, like, between that and Just Blaze, it's like, I'm sorry, between that and uh, Jay Electronica, it just feels weird. So, that's awkward. I don't know what's going on with all that shit. Um... But I'm underwhelmed with the album And I hope they don't discourage him From putting out more music I, I, I do kind of feel The best and worst thing that happened with Exhibit C It's like you gotta You kinda gotta be Miles Davis with it Where um, I was watching this Miles documentary And I've heard him talk about this in his book Where he's basically like Anytime he does something new Or uh, he does something new He get rid of all the old shit like when when Miles had his whole drug period in the late seventies and early eighties, he was like, Miles never even had his old albums in the house. He just like get them the fuck out of here, right? Like there's a story that I think his nephew tells, where he's basically like, um, this is like a time when Miles is like in his penthouse or whatever, and he's not leaving the house. He's on drugs and he's looking really bad, and and the nephew is probably the only person that can come in and help Miles. It's the only person Miles let in the house, and the nephew is like, you know. Bringing him food and shit like that And they get into this weird argument And Miles is like what day of the week is it And he's like it's Wednesday And Miles like nah it's Monday and They argue back and forth about it So the nephew's like hold on I'll be right back So he run down downstairs Go to like a paper stand Gets a newspaper And shows it to Miles And like look It's Wednesday And Miles points like at a regular Grammy Or something that's like a paperweight Like he got Then nigga got Grammys Holding the door open Or some shit like that He's like you know I got that motherfucker Cause I don't give a shit About stuff like this Like Miles is like I don't give a fuck About the day of the week I don't give a fuck About this old shit I don't give a fuck About this Grammy Like he just totally Just distances himself From that shit You know And there's something To admire about that But you goddamn, I'm not about to put My Grammy on no flow Shit you got kids Like pass that shit down Nigga But I understand that sentiment Right Where it's like he never gets caught up with that stuff And the worst thing I think that could have happened with J Electronica is You live on that wave Of Exhibit C You know what I'm saying Like some some instances you don't like it And then sometimes you embrace it And and people give you a benefit of the doubt Where I, I think He got too much of a benefit of a doubt You know Let me think about it like this J Electronica and J Cole were signed to Rock Nation The same time J Cole was put out Maybe six albums Then you got the Dream The Dreamville Projects Has his own imprint I mean You know what I'm saying So at some point It's like You know You gotta judge people by By their body of work You know what I mean And and so my thing was The, the two scenarios I kinda had was J Electronica Living off Exhibit C It's like the Al Bundy shit Where it's like you know, you're the person that scored the touchdown in high school and y'all won the championship 
and that was like the highlight of your career and you've been living off the high of it you know what i'm saying like you've been living off the the sports highlights of that shit you know but what's next you know and i think that you know like erica said we're artists we're sensitive about our shit at some point you got to put the shit out you know what i mean it's like you know he even said something like that on the album, like, yo, like, I'm writing these bars just so y'all can critique them. It's like, yo, it's going to happen. You know, it's, it's, does your necessity of making art, is that stronger than your fear of it being rejected? So I had to salute the artist that puts it out in spite of that fear, right? Because we all scared. Like everybody wants to hear that they shit is dope. Everyone wants to hear that they can rap. Everyone wants to hear that they sexy. Everyone wants to hear that they're important. You is <laughs> you is important. <laughs> right. Like everybody wants to hear that shit. You know what I'm saying? But but the people that that continuously put projects out, then you look at their body of work and they can be honest about it. Like, ah, that wasn't my best record. Oh, that was the cocaine years, right? So I feel like that. I feel that way, you know? Um so yeah, not not a fan of the the J Electronica album. Um, I tried to. I really wanted to like it, and I'm not saying that it's a situation where I'm angry or don't like it. It's just that I don't come back to it, and it's been a week, right? Because that was my thing. It's like, all right, let me give it a week. Let me see if I come back to this. No, I don't double back. I'm in shit. Listen to the Anderson Pack again, <laughs> right? Right? It's like it's like that's that's the reality of it. It's like music is kind of. Everybody's putting stuff out. It's so easy to get it. It's digital. You don't even have to buy shit anymore. Just have a subscription. So it's hard to stay on people's radar. So it's like you realize an album that's really good based on the amount of times that you double back and play that shit again. And and I don't see this having um, much replay for me, you know. But um, God bless him. I'm glad he put something out. Hopefully this will open up the floodgates. But I do feel like if this is the first thing you're putting out, don't bring Jay on it. Don't bring Jay Z on it, especially on the whole album. Like it feels like, it feels like you're getting bullied at school, and you bring your big brother with you. Like nah, sometimes you gotta take them lumps, <laughs> right? You know. So I don't know. Shout shout out to Jay Z, who apparently is with the Nation of Islam now. I'm being facetious, but um. But yeah, okay. It was cool. It was fun. It it. <laughs> but Monty Jones is just like for this guy to like <laughs> put this shit out on the eve of the end of the world. He's like that shit is like right on brand. So go for it, Jay Electronica. Have fun. Um, you know, I'm glad you put something out. And and you know there was some good songs on it. And there you go. Uh, what's next? Oh yeah, Tom Brady to Tampa Bay. Hmm. To be honest with you, I don't really have many thoughts. Uh, I'm so sick of seeing that shit on ESPN. Like, they're going to milk the fuck out of this. When there's no sports, they're going to have, like, every fucking subject. This going to be like, oh, who's responsible? Oh, could he have gone somewhere else? Oh, like, it's just going to be a fucking pain in the ass. So, figure out something else to do while you're locked up in the crib. Um, I'm going to pull some shows out. I'm going to rewatch. I'm trying to rewatch Justified right now. I'll probably rewatch The Sopranos and, you know. Um, a few other things, I guess. What the fuck else is going on? Am I missing something? Is there anything else? You got the the tenderoni. 
Uh, let me see. Tenderoni. You got J Electronica. It's kind of funny, man. <laughs> it's kind of funny because it's basically, I thought I was going to go in a little bit harder and longer. I'm kind of exhausted about the like, J Electronica shit, too. Uh, let's see. Weekend's album comes out tomorrow. I'm interested in hearing that shit. Um, let's see. Donald Glover got a new project. I didn't hear it. He put on his website. Lil Uzi put the record out that I haven't heard yet. Um, At this point, I feel like I'm just stretching to try to find some shit. I don't need to do that. Y'all can have y'all motherfuckers a 35-minute episode. We ain't got to go too crazy over this bitch, bitch. You know what I'm talking about? So, uh, yeah, this is enough of me um, ranting. We're going to probably have a Thelonious episode coming out with some, like, really, really limited edition T-shirts and shit. Please, 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 once again, buy something from MobetasoldThatBigCartel.com. We need your help. We need your help, nigga, man. Look, I don't know if I'm unemployed now with this record store. We're supposed to be closed. I don't know what we're supposed to do. I don't know how long. I don't know. I don't know. So, buy a shirt and all that good shit. Um, I think that's about it. This is uh, the Negro League Podcast. Go by the name Preach Jacobs. We are sponsored by Mo Better Soul Clothing. Go to mobettersoul.bigcartel.com. Enter code NEGRO to save 10%. We're also sponsored by Down East Records. Go to downeastrecords.com or Down East Records on all social media outlets. Enter code NEGRO to save 10%. That's all I got, motherfucker. I'm tired because I've been eating all these fucking carbs and I'm about to get the itis in this bitch, so I'm about to go to sleep. Know what I mean? One.